Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 676, recorded live on Saturday, March 13th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who's recording his first podcast this week, Dave Play. That you know of. Really? Do you you have another one? Uh, It depends on how you define podcast. (laughs) All right. Well. I was I was told earlier this week that uh, a person who had spent uh, roughly twenty four hours listening to me uh, said that it it felt like he was on a podcast. Does that does that count? Are, have you published it? No. Then it's not a podcast because it's protected copyright information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's copyright, but it's proprietary information. Like, I, I don't want to lose my job. That would be bad. Well, to get back to our intro, <laughs> the, the man who's recording is second, Andy Lowe. Hi. So wait, 24, you were talking with somebody for 24 hours? Not straight. Okay. Class runs from 8.30 a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. Oh, and so he was there for... Three days. Three days. You know, minus an hour for lunch, minus a couple, uh, like, ten-minute breaks, minus two one-hour breakout sessions. But it still comes out to, like, 20-ish hours over the course of three days. Uh, Longest audio-only live stream. I'm just curious. Okay, here we go. Audio-only live stream, world record right now, is 52 hours exactly. That's a long... Yep. (laughs) Yes, it is. I would prefer not to have to do that. No. But, I mean, we've, we've you know, how many hours do we have of, of us just kind of recording and talking? Um, let's see. So, um, hour long each, 607, well, minus the random topic recaps. How many of those are there? It's been a while since we did one of those. Yep. We've been pretty good about, like, you know, just making sure we record. 38 of those. Okay, so 6, 7, 6, <laughs> minus 38. 638 hours. Um, that's 26 and a half days. 26 and a half days. Yep. It's a lot of content. Yep. Oh, so, well, Andy, let's, let, me, let me ask... Let's divide uh, that by 0. 0.66 cuz you'll want 8 hours of sleep. <laughs> sure. 40 days. 40 days if you listen for 16 hours a day. So Andy, yes. What I mean, I I joked about how like that, you know, I was sort of on a podcast and that I trained this week, but you, this is your second podcast this week, he asks knowing what the hell is going on. <laughs> how did you Who are you recording? Are you cheating on me, Andy? <laughs> Did you start a rival podcast? Oh, no, no, no. What is God. this? Like you and Bry? Is that what's going on? The two of you are meeting behind my back. You're having a, a conversation about the week's news and uh, all that's going on in tech. Don't I not do it for you anymore, Andy? <laughs> Am I not enough? <laughs> I try. Every week I come on and I spend... Like two and a half hours with you, joking, talking, making you laugh, bringing up interesting points. Is that not enough for you? Do I mean so little, sir? You done yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Okay. 
Hey, I'm pretty impressed I managed to put that all together on the fly. Yeah, no, that was good. You just kept going with it. I just, I just, I just let, I leaned back and I just listened. <laughs> like, well, Dave's just going to do his thing now. No, but seriously, what, like, tell the world, Andy, what's going on? Um, so this week is normally the Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference. Which, for global pandemic reasons, I assume is not happening. Yes, they called it the uh, the uh, Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference 2021 Unconventional. Okay, (laughs) that's... uh, Points for creativity. Yeah, no, when I first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, somebody's somebody's good. That's clever. That actually is very clever. That is very clever. Um, so instead of having it over the two days in person, they did it over the whole week with a couple of basically conference webinars. You know, they had like two of them an hour from like 10 until two that day. And you would, you know, you can just pop in to the webinars whenever. Well, normally when you're in person, each of the rooms has like a room host, you know, to, you know, greet the presenter, make sure they're all set, you know, introduce them, you know, the, the, the whole, like, you know, make sure the presenter is set with everything. Well, you know, it's not really the case when it's virtual. It's like, uh, what, you know, what 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 are you supposed to do? Um, like so, make sure the zoom session is turned on. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Especially since, you know, the, the company that was hosting all this stuff there, we had like people on staff 24 seven to walk everybody through how to do everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got asked to, to host one of the, the sessions and I was like, sure, why not? And then I got, uh, somebody else couldn't do another session. So they moved me over there and it was, uh, Kurt Harnack, who is the host of the This Week in Radio Tech podcast. I've, I do believe I've talked about it on this show in the past. Probably. One of those time periods where I just kind of zone out, but yeah. Um, uh, this, uh, this is not, this is not twit. No, it's no, It's no. like twerked, but it has no relation to twit. Well, it actually originally started out on the Twit Network. Okay. Like, Kurt Harnack um, installed the audio board at the Twit Cottage. Okay. So that's how the two of them got together. And so Kurt, you know, started his own This Week in Radio Tech podcast and then got dropped from the Twit Network. And so he just went off on his own after that. So he got to keep the name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been doing this for 535 episodes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. So um, in the intro for this, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, feel free to, you know, kind of riff on the intro. And so I'm like, I'm sitting there going. And in, in the intro, it talked about, you know, the long running, you know, This Week in Radio Tech podcast. And I, I threw it aside in there like, which is the second longest running podcast on my iTunes feed. And yeah. Harnack was like, oh, well, now I got to know what the like, first one is. What's what's the longest? And you're like, mine, duh. <laughs> like mine. We are currently at 675 episodes. And he's like, oh, <laughs> what? What podcast is that? How have I not heard it? Um, so, yeah, I just riffed on that back and forth with him for a little bit. And then, you know, later he's like, so when are you going to be on my podcast? And I'm just like, Buh. <laughs> what? And I'm just like, because uh, uh, he always records Thursdays at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, uh, pretty much whenever. <laughs> he's like pick a date i'll be there 
And so this was on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I get a Facebook message because I'm Facebook friends with him from some point. The radio groups. Yeah, one of the radio groups yep. in the past. So he messaged me. So like, hey, are you free tomorrow? And I'm just like, uh. Sure. Hold on. Let me call the wife. <laughs> Kate, can you pick up the kids tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am free tomorrow. Then he's like, well, what are we going to talk about? And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> this is all so quick. I don't. This is uh, who's a who? Hi, pretty lady. Well, yeah. I I will. I, tell I you, went from Andy. hosting, you know, just introducing him on Tuesday to recording the podcast on Thursday. Yep. Very quickly. Yep. And it was published like immediately. Well, yeah, because he's got uh, the the he's got a producer for the show, and he's got or, you know he's got the the guys from Queens Network to handle all the syndication and everything. So nice. He just he just comes in, does his thing. We you know records a little they bits. They handle of, everything else. Yeah, they handle everything else. So it's up and out pretty dang quickly. That's really cool, man. I'm I'm super <laughs> impressed and happy for you. I will admit, I did not listen to the whole episode. Uh, I listened to like the first couple minutes and then immediately was just absolutely lost because you guys were, were so inside baseball without even realizing that you were inside baseball. Oh, we, we know we're inside baseball. It's, I mean, this week okay. in radio tech, it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're... There were like numbers being thrown around and like clearly they were numbers referring to like machines or standards. And I'm just like, ah, I got nothing. This is not for me. I'm not the right audience for this. Yep. Good job, Andy. Congratulations. I'm out. <laughs> that was kind of surprising because I had other people who were not broadcast tech people like sending me messages. And I'm just like, wait, you, did you did you actually <laughs> listen to this whole thing? Nope. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, no, it was interesting. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, interesting. Name two topics that we talked about. I do have to say that was kind of funny, though, because we were talking about um, this Google Forms document that we uh, we had set up. And I had never actually, you know, I kind of gave, I think it was Brandon, the idea of how to deal with it. And he kind of just, you know, threw it together <laughs> and handed it to me like, oh, well, this works. And then Kirk's like, you know, well, can you explain this to me? And I'm just sitting there going like, uh, maybe. <laughs> so I, I spent like Thursday morning just dissecting going, OK, how the hell did he do this? Because he, he said form like, um, well, there's a quarterly tower inspection form. I have to go out and inspect all the radio towers four times a year, according to the FCC. OK, um, you know, make sure all the lights work and all the tower, you know, things not going to fall over that sort of stuff. Pretty basic stuff, yep. but you got to do it and you got to do it over and over again. I mean, it's pretty important stuff, right? Those yeah. are big towers. Yes. Oh, yeah, especially like the 450 footers. Well, well, you go out west, there are towers that are over a thousand feet tall. So, yeah, it would, be, it would be bad if one of those fell down. Right. So you go out, you inspect the tower. Yes. And you got to you got to basically submit a form saying that, yes, I checked this. I checked this. I checked this. And um, you kind of get a base form. But then it's not not all the stuff is needed for all the towers. Okay. Some towers have lights. Some towers don't. Some towers have guy wires. Some towers don't. And it's Guy Wires. It's not Guide Wires. Yes. It is wires named for a dude named Guy. I don't think it's that's how right. I remember them. It's <laughs> but, how I remember it. I yeah, know I was, it's not right. Okay. 
Or or is it? Do you know, Andy, why they're called guy wires? I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> Would Kurt know? I'm not sure. Uh, oh, I think it comes from saline. Okay, a guy is a lo- is a rope attached to and intended to control the end of a spar on a sailboat. Okay, so that it comes from saline. Okay, but why is it called a guy wire in sailing? I don't know. It's <laughs> And he's like, oh, look, I took it one step. That's all I needed. Uh, probably from the Dutch for the oh, word You are braille? either reading this off of Wikipedia or you are making shit up. One no, or the other. I'm, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably like from the Dutch for this word. Like, bullshit, you're making that. Uh, you okay. don't know that. You're reading that off the website. Brails in a sailing ship are small lines used to haul in or up the edges or corners of sails before furling. So, so brails turns into guys, turns into guy lines and guy <laughs> wires. Just K, okay, sure. So they so they were originally used for sailing vessels and sailing masts. Okay. So this form, yes, that that you have on on Google Forms. He gave me a link that looked like all the rest of the Google form links because you can yeah. you can you can you know you can send somebody a link saying hey fill out this form. So I got a list of all the towers just labeled you know tower one tower two just the hyperlinks in a in a Google Doc. Yeah, I'd be able to click tower one and it would fill out all the information in tower one that's already known. So what station it is, what registration number it is. You know if it doesn't have lights, the light section is already marked NA. Cool. And, and I'm just like, okay, but if I click another tower, the other station name is already comes pre-filled in. And yeah. our, so it's got the one form, but it's got all the data <laughs> already filled out that I don't need to worry about. Nice. And I couldn't figure it out. Turns out ah. there's a section in Google Forms that allows you to create a pre-filled link. Very cool. Yeah. I bet you you can make a pre-filled link based off of a Google uh, Sheet spreadsheet. Yes. No, you can do that as well. That I looked at a couple of YouTube videos on that one once I, you know, kind of realized what he was doing. But yeah, basically he just filled out the stuff the first time during that pre-filled link and took a copy of it and then pasted that hyperlink into the Google Doc and it just stays there every single time. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing is during the episode, he's like, do you think you could share that? And I'm just then going, I don't know. Let me think <laughs> about that. So. You're like, do this I on... can share how to do it. Yeah, because on Google Forms, normally, if you share a Google Form, everybody becomes an editor. And I don't want right. everybody who gets this form to become an editor. Right. So I had to I had to figure out how to share a form. But it turns out you take the, the form link at the very end. It says edit. You can change that to copy. And when mm-hmm. somebody opens a link, it says, hey, do you want to create a copy of this Google Form? And you're just like, yes. Nice. And then they get their own copy of that Google form and your original stays original. If they edit the link that you shared with them and change it from copy to edit, what happens? Well, since the current status of the document is that only those people who have, uh, no, I actually set it up on my personal account that any, uh, you must be invited in order to edit. I'm the only one on the invite list. Ah, okay. So they literally cannot edit it. Unless they are me, they can they can create a copy. That's I you know I I ran the term like, hey, I'm not sure if this link works. Try it out. And he's like, it works. I'm like, sweet, yay! I know things. 
<laughs> and what I don't know, I can figure out. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, well done. I know that this is a a uh, big like publicity boost in the industry in your chosen field. Just you know, don't forget us little guys who helped you on the way up. <laughs> you mean that my extremely niche field? Yeah. I say as we record our 676th episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was that was a very rapid 72 hours. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Because I was surprised because like I would have expected you to like mention something about that last week. Like, oh, I'm going to be on this podcast. I'm so excited. And like not the first I hear about it is them like publishing like, ah, we had an interview with Andy Lowe. And I'm like, well, what the hell? <laughs> Because, like I said, he asked me, you know, I introduced, talked to him on Tuesday. He asked me on Wednesday. We recorded on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. No, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. And then, you know, I also felt like, ah, that's fine. Andy doesn't owe me any explanation. Like, this is clearly for his work. That's fine. So I'm I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm thrilled that you got to do that. Sounds like you had a good time, too. Yeah. I I also threw a little Easter egg in there. I wore my Born to Rebus t-shirt. I did see the t-shirt. I don't know what the Easter egg about it is. Well, just, you know, just give people somebody to look at my t-shirt and go, what the heck is that? And then it's, you know, it's a puzzle on my t-shirt. I see. Yeah. For people who don't know what a rebus is. Yeah, I guess so. Or, or for or, people who do know what it is. And who are trying to figure it out, you know, going, okay, what's what's his shirt say? Ah, ha, ha, cute. Cool. So, should we actually so, talk about topics? I mean, we can. Should we? Before we go, though, did did you have your chicken yet? I did. It was a little little tart. I think I put in too much lemon. Oh, he put too also, much lemon in. When I when I tried to thicken the sauce, um, I put it all. So I, I think I put too much sauce in there to begin with. Okay. Because uh, there was a lot of sauce in that bag when I pulled it out, and so I tried to boil that down, and it just like, dude, it was boiling for like five minutes, and there was still a ton of sauce. And so I decided to try and thicken it. And so I mixed a little bit of cornstarch in it. And that just did not go well. (laughs) It like clumped up immediately. And I'm like, what the F is this? Like, this isn't what normally happens when I mix cornstarch with water. This is like what I don't even know what this is. Like it turned, you know, when you mix cornstarch and water, you get like the slurry, right? Mm -hmm. This turned into sludge, not a slurry, but a sludge like oh. a paste i don't know what happened but it, and i'm like i'll try i added it back to the the pot and it was like the whole thing just instantly turned into glue i'm like this is gross this is uh, no no the chicken was okay uh i may forego the italian dressing next time and just like put some some chicken in the bag some frozen chicken in the bag and sous vide it and set the timer and i mean once you you um sear it and and brown the chicken like it's it's delicious it's great okay (laughs) yeah we did uh we did a sesame chicken today and i accidentally overcooked it when i was trying to brown the chicken did you do it like stage one in the sous vide or did you no no this uh this chicken was already um it was a stir fry sort of thing okay so i i browned the it was a simmer sauce so you know brown the chicken and throw the sauce in simmer it down a little bit and it's good to go yeah and i yeah i overcooked the chicken when i was trying <laughs> to brown it oh no yeah got I'm, all chewy yeah i warned kate about it. i'm like kate i <laughs> i overcooked the chicken i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Like just so we're going and in, going ahead of time. Just you know, just so we know when you bite into it, it's gonna be chewy. Yes, and like it's, 
just you know because we were trying a new sauce i was like okay let's just base it is does the sauce taste yeah. good if the sauce so tastes what, good then you can fix the chicken later yeah what was your what was your temperature for the sous vide for the chicken uh, oh sh- was it uh i forgot what i because i kicked it up a bit with the because it was frozen can't remember what it was it was what 147 i think okay i did like 155 i might lower it down also uh it was evidently like thin cut chicken oh like the chicken breasts were were cut in half or pounded flat so like it did not need three hours no Uh, it was done after like an hour and a half even though it was coming up from frozen yeah if you if you already had it down in a cutlet like thickness then yeah i know you don't need the whole three hours the ones we pull out from costco are just literally just (laughs) chicken breast just in a bag this this was from costco i'm pretty sure it was a kirkland no you didn't you know you you gave me something you gave me a picture that was not kirkland oh was it tyson yes might have been tyson that was tyson okay never mind that was from hy yeah i I think i'm going to skip the italian dressing next time maybe squeeze like a bit of lemon in there and get like a a nice light lemon sauce going but not like four cups of italian dressing (laughs) yeah that's that's a lot there's a lot of dressing. That would, that, would, that would be a lot, yeah. Well, now we know. Yep, now we know. And knowing it's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of half the battle, the fuck is going on with GameStop? <laughs> I don't... I stopped paying attention to the stock market. I, just, I, I literally do not get the stock market anymore. I just... I feel like it has such a disconnect from reality. Did you ever get the stock market? <laughs> uh... Not really, no. I mean, I tried to learn about options and that sort of, you know, esoteric part of the stock market beyond stocks. I have a I have a medium understanding of options at this point. Yeah, no, you know, I've, having it, you know, talk to me by three different people, three different ways. I understand it now, but even then, it's just yeah. the The weird thing for me is when you like short an option because <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can sell a put before you buy it. So like what the that's where my brain starts like shutting down. So buying a put is me saying I will at some day before the expiration sell you 100 shares or not you, but I will sell 100 shares, right? Like that's what the the put. No, it's I will sell it to you, right? If if I'm buying a put, technically I'm like buying it from you. And so when I buy that put, I'm like I agree that I will sell you 100 shares at a later day. So what does it mean if I sell that to you before I own it? Not the shares, but the put. As I said, that's kind of where my brain just like stops. Oh man. Cuz if what what are you looking they, at? They're Andy? selling now a 24-inch diameter Captain America shield. How did you get onto that? I went to the GameStop website, and I was looking at the sale. We're talking about stocks, and you're going to GameStop's website. Well, you, you had asked what was going on with GameStop, and I was like, well, you know, let's let's see what it currently looks like. 24 inches, though. That's just two feet. That's small for the shield, right? Is it a 24-inch diameter or 24-inch radius? 24-inch diameter. I mean, that's... It feels a little small. I feel like his his shield is probably more like a three foot diameter. Yeah, that yeah, two two feet seems a little on the small side. Three feet, yeah, that's 
I feel like that would be probably, yeah, the right size. But if you have, like, a kid... That's true. ...and you wanted to scale down, like, if uh, Isaac was going to be Captain America next year for Halloween, two feet would work pretty good, wouldn't it? Most likely, yeah. Why aren't you buying this thing yet, Andy? Oh, it's a plastic one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 80 bucks on sale. Okay, that's kind of expensive. <laughs> yeah, 80 bucks for, for a plastic. plastic the 75th Captain anniversary one, Captain America Shield, is metal, but the uh, this one for Falcon and the Winter Soldier is plastic. I see. So, but yeah, so where were you going with that outside of me hijacking? <laughs> I, no, just like the fuck is going on with GameStop, and and there's so because it, it's gone back up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been noticed or if you've been watching it, but like it's gone back up. The stock is at two sixty seven seventy seven. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, neither do I. <clears throat> did did you see? This is actually part of the topics. Is the fact that they have created a committee, the board of GameStop. The, yeah, GameStop's board. Yeah, has created a strategic planning and capital allocation committee to identify initiatives that can further accelerate the company's transformation. Good. They picked up a bunch of people from Chewy. Yeah, I mean that's that's what like kicked this whole thing off was the the one guy from Chewy was brought on to GameStop's board. Yeah. And then everyone's going like if he is on the board and like he's going to start getting other people from Chewy and, and other people like onto the board and it'll probably get really good and they like will be able to capitalize on what they're doing. So in their press release. The focus of the committee is on identifying actions that can transform GameStop into a technology business and help create enduring value for stockholders. Yep. It is responsible for evaluating areas that include GameStop's current operational objectives, capital structure and allocation priorities, digital capabilities, organizational footprint, and personnel. So if GameStop is currently not a technology business, what the... (laughs) They're a retail business. Oh, okay. So they're they're trying to transform GameStop into online. Which I'm definitely not talk- sure what they're trying to transform GameStop into, but they're trying to transform GameStop into something. Yeah, they're trying to, because they, they talk about here, digital capabilities, organizational footprint, and personnel. All three of those scream, shut down brick and mortar, spin up online. Yeah. Yeah. I, did I tell you my vision for a GameStop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you talked okay. about that months ago when we thought, is this yeah. the end of GameStop? Is this the end of GameStop? No, but the the idea that I, I read someone else's idea and I kind of took it and ran with it about like uh, what GameStop could do to transform themselves and come back. Yeah, no, make it make it something that you can't get online, which makes sense. Yes, but also like basically Dave and Buster's. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. Also, Roblox. What the hell is going on with Roblox? That's the other thing. Their IPO, which they didn't do a normal IPO. They just did a direct listing because, um, uh, what did they say? They opted for a direct listing due to concerns that its stock would be underpriced in a traditional IPO. So it's no, okay. So it's not actually an IPO. I thought it was. No. Um, are they, are, because they're, they're publicly traded now. Yes, they are publicly traded now. Okay, so how is this not an IPO? Um, uh, I direct listings will sell no shares in advance as it would have with an IPO, 
and then most likely the um, the IPO normally has agreements saying that you will not be able to sell your shares right away either. Right, right. So this is more of an IPO than most IPOs. Because they're just offering... They're just like, stock is open, buy what you want. If I... Right? If like, I yeah, I think so. No, yeah, normally in an IPO, it's like you have to get in ahead of time, you have to know the right people, and you can buy the shares, and like all the deals are done beforehand, and then uh, you have to have agreements for not selling. What Roblox did is they're like, yeah, buy shares, it's open. You can sell it right away, go for it, knock yourself out. That's impressive. Cool. So their stock market, their stock rather, just jumped by like a shit ton. Yeah, closed the first day of trading with 38 billion market cap. And I think now they're up even higher right now i read something that i'll have to double check this but i think they actually have now well yeah okay now the stock dropped back down again it was a high of 72 no 77 high of 77 now it's back down to 69 that's still like way higher than what it probably would have been priced at normally yes um, but right now their market value is actually higher than ea which is surprising. I mean, EA is a very big company. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> I'm not against this, but like, who owns Roblox? Are they their own company? I think so. Roblox, yeah, developers, Roblox Corporation. The engine is Roblox Studio. Oh, like, how big is Roblox? Uh, daily active users, 30... No, I meant oh. employees. Oh. Well, but like, sure, what's their, what's their active user rate? Uh, user base, daily active users, quarter four of 2020, 37.1 million. Uh, according to them, average spending per daily active user in 2020 is $57. So let's see, average revenue paid in exchange fees for player developers, uh, 36%. Oh, so it's it's user-generated content, and then some of the money is actually paid to the player developers. Okay. Yeah. And they'll just take their cut out of it. Gotcha. Let's see. Net losses this year. Net loss of $253 million. Gotta love that part of it. How? Wait. So net loss. So they are not making a profit. They're losing $250 million a year. Well, uh, 2018, they lost $88 million. 2019, they lost $71 million. In 2020, they lost $253 million. Is that me or is that number going like deeper in the red? Well, it went down a little bit. So they, they were they were working their way out. And then this year when it exploded... Their net losses exploded. Okay, but like, what? Shouldn't, when it explodes, shouldn't their losses go down? You would think so. And, I mean, people just spent a lot of money on this company. Man, Andy, I don't get the stock market. (laughs) I I started this out saying I don't get it either. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get, like, I mean, clearly, so that's, that's the thing is I, I actually do, like, it's the same thing with GameStop. It is literally the same thing in that people think it is worth more in the long run, right? Like, yes, they're losing a lot of money right now, but they have that huge user base. Yeah. And it's a lot of kids. Yes. Uh, let's see. Where's their demographics? Here we go. Uh, 25% of the users are under the age of nine. 
EA's business practices with loot boxes. Yeah. How many lawsuits are currently going on right now? I think three? Uh, uh, two. Two. Okay, one of them was just dropped. Yeah, that was that was Epic Games Fortnite, right? They gave them, like, in-game currency. No, no, no. There was... There's two lack two class action lawsuits claiming the ultimate team violates gambling laws. One in the U.S., one in Canada. There was a third lawsuit where the um, the people suing EA claimed that the AI, the adaptive AI, was basically causing the good teams to suck. So therefore, it would compel players to buy more cards to make an even better team. But EA basically ga- showed them the the basically showed them behind the curtains of how the dynamic AI works and had them talk to some engineers, and that third lawsuit got dropped. Which I'm guessing EA went, okay, you guys really want to, you think you're going to win this? Here, let's just show you everything, and then you tell us. And so, yeah, that one got dropped. So, yeah, it's just two, just two lawsuits against the game right now. Yeah. So, Dave, have you heard of blind bags at all or no? Blind bags? Yes. I have not. No. What is a blind bag? Think of it like a loot box, but for real okay. toys. I mean, they they have like aren't those the the um shoot crates of some sort? I swear there's like a dog crate or a, like we see them at conventions. They're at packs. There's like the the like buy this mystery box. There's something in it. We won't tell you what. It could be really awesome. It could be meh. Who's doing this? Oh, all the toy companies now. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Yep. Is this? Have you had to deal with this with Isaac? Well, we've been watching. You know, Isaac watches some YouTube videos with like Paw Patrol and Blaze and the Monster Machines and stuff on there. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, we watch some of the the YouTube videos where other kids are playing with the games, and a lot of the things are. It's like, oh, let's play for a bit. Oh, look, we got these surprise bag or the surprise box or this blind bag, and it's like, like, no, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it it's it's the thing now it's like you know it's they're they're cheap ish but they all have that hey collect them all and look at the ultra super rare and all that stuff there and it's just like oh (laughs) marvel ushis has released four series with a total of 164 toys to collect so it's like pokemon and flute boxes in the real world in the real world this sounds terrible yep so yeah, it's one of those things that I started to realize. I'm like, oh, I really hope he doesn't go down this path. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, I had a collection when I was a kid. Like, you know, did you did I mean, you ever did is you it, collect is it things? Any worse than, well, is it any worse than like a Magic the Gathering pack? <laughs> right now that I think about it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Buying thing, looking for the ultra rare, you know, Black Lotus or whatever that first one was called. Uh, Black Lotus was a card. Yep, that was. I feel like it that was, was like the first like ultra rare card that everybody talked about. I don't know how ultra rare it was. It's just it was rare because they stopped making it, and it was very useful. So a lot of people wanted it. Okay, and you know, I'm sitting here just randomly, you know, opening up Hearthstone packs. Yeah, but granted. I haven't spent any money on it. Nope, just time. Yep. But they they can't cash in your time. No. Not like they're putting ads in front of you. Oh, sad face and happy face at the same time. Uh Uh-oh. What's up? So at work, we flopped. Yeah. We flipped formats. Yeah. Which that's... 
Okay, another side note. I was at a waiting room on Friday and um, had an appointment, but they were delayed and delayed. Finally, they bring me back and they're like, sorry for the wait. And I, they were playing 96.5, one of our stations here that had just flipped formats. Uh-huh. And I just you know, made this sound of like, well, that's okay. You guys were playing 96.5 on the, you know, on the speakers. And they're like... Yeah, I don't know what happened, but man, the radio station just sucks recently. Oh, no. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, we, we, you know, we loved it beforehand. And then, like, just recently it changed. I'm like, oh, yeah, about two weeks ago on a Wednesday. And they're like, yeah. How'd you know that? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I worked for them. I'm like, so, well, but flipping format, like broadcasting format or yeah. like, so yeah, we, we switched you, from, we switched from kind of like, a. um, do you remember Doug FM? Nope. Okay. Well, it, it was this format called Jack, which was just kind of just, you know, a potpourri sort of format, but a lot of, you know, the classic hits. Okay. You know, played everything from Michael Jackson all the way up to like Chumba Wumba sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it switched to a to an actual like current hits station. Ah, so when you say format, you're not talking about like broad. You're talking about like the music that they're yes. playing. Yes, okay. sorry. When I when I when a radio person talks about format, it's the type of music that's played on the station. Okay. Um. So we flip formats on there. Yeah. Um. And they they were just like, man, yeah, this thing sucks. And I'm just like, oh, so you like the older format? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, good news. If you guys uh, tune to the other station that we we flipped two stations so that, you know, we moved the other format to another frequency. So it's like, oh, if you just change your radio, they're like, yeah, we don't know if we can. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like this. (laughs) This is this is an old radio system. And I'm just like, can I have a you know, can I look? They're like, yeah, like I, I, I work in the industry. Can I see it? Yes. Can I see? Uh, yes. It was an old setup. Yeah. But yeah, no, I got it tuned to 106.5 and they're just like, oh my God, you made our day. And I'm just like, well, this works out. Where was this? Uh, it was uh, an appointment. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was just kind of funny. Just the old radio system hardware. It was just like, okay, no, I, I think I can fix this. <laughs> and trying to, you know, hunt down the dip switch information for some of these old radios is just... So it wasn't as simple as like turning a dial. No. How old was the radio at this I'm, office? I'm not sure. I'll have to look up. The, <laughs> I'll have to hunt down the online manual that I found on some guy's personal website. That <laughs> so one thing is some of these radio guys really love the history. It's like, hey, I've just uploaded this manual for this obscure transmitter built in, you know, the 60s and 70s. It's like and you're like, that's great because I just found one of those. Yes. And I need this information. But, um, so we flipped formats. One format has live DJs, the other one doesn't. So I wanted to change studios, too. The problem is Western Sports is on the old station, so the last thing I want to do is in the middle of, you know, your sports season, have the guys move radio, you know, studios. Yep. Um, well, hockey, um, was going on right now western hockey western was doing pretty good but they just lost in overtime so they're Um, out um, now so it's like oh they lost but it's yay yay they lost i can make a change yeah but oh they lost yeah it's like oh they lost but yay i don't have to worry about this so yeah somebody had just pinged me about that so okay um oh speaking of college and sports yes uh according to an internal document from the collegiate licensing company, Uh-oh. they yeah. um, told 
colleges and universities that EA intends to launch the new college football video game in July of 2023. What? NCAAF? 2023 yes it's back that's what that's what the the licensing company says so yes yeah it's coming back but it might not be coming back for a little while but it is coming back like so are we gonna like both get it you you can't right you'd need to buy a new console (laughs) yes yes i would it's not going to be available on the Xbox 360. No. No, it will not. Man, but like, I loved playing you in NCAAF. It was I so know. fun. It was fun. <laughs> but it's not fun enough to like, buy you a PlayStation 5. No. <laughs> so Especially if can you can even it. find one. I'm sure they'll be available next three months let alone the next two years before this thing comes out, Andy. Yep, that's true. Something tells me I'll be able to find one. <laughs> should I choose to do so in the next two years? Um, the other fun fact is the Notre Dame University has already confirmed that it will not be appearing in any new college football game until the NCAA rules prohibiting student athletes from being paid for likenesses and naming rights are changed. Yay! So that'll be good. That's that's good for Notre Dame. Yes, they're they're putting their foot down. They're saying nope. You can't just do this. Like, we we should be paying our students who are earning us money. They should be seeing some of that. Yes. I agree. And I feel like, you know, Notre Dame is one of those legacy college football. It, It would be really weird to have a college football game and not be able to play Notre Dame. Yeah, that would be weird. No touchdown Jesus for you. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else on this list that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, what's going on with SN10 and 11? Um, well, 11's already out on the launch pad. Cryo, uh, cryo freeze test has already happened. Yeah. So it looks like static fire sometime next week and possibly launch either next week or the week after. Uh, Are they hoping that this one actually lands? Did they give this one feet to land on? Yes, um, just actually prior to SN11 being placed on the launch mount, SpaceX, <laughs> SpaceX employees were manually testing every landing leg, <laughs> which is hilarious to watch because in one of the pictures there, it looks like the guy's like literally like hanging from SN10, kicking it with his foot. <laughs> I love it. Not 10, right? 11. Yes. Yeah, sorry. 11. Yeah. He was, he was hanging from the eleven smacking this leg with his foot to make sure it you know can lock into place that's hilarious yes man those guys down in boca chica it it's it's just hilarious to watch it's like you know they're like you know launching giant rockets and you see like earth moving equipment you know just doing their thing yeah. Um, but Elon Musk said that uh, SN10, um, the engine was low on thrust due to partial helium ingestion from a fuel header tank. He thinks so. Um, they had in, they put helium in the tank to try and keep the the liquid. Um, is that liquid methane? Yep. It's a liquid oxygen and liquid methane are yeah. the, the fuel sources. Yeah, they, they had they were putting helium in there <clears throat> to try and keep the you know when the header tank swings back up again to try and you know force the liquid into the into the engine basically into, just inc- into the rocket. Yeah, right. Increase the pressure. The problem is the rocket ingested some of that helium, and helium doesn't Oops. burn. No, not not really. No. So so it hit 
faster than it was supposed to. Yes. Because the rocket wasn't outputting the right thrust. Yes. Impact of 10 meters per second crushed legs and part of the skirt, which then caused the uh, the rocket to explode. Which, mind you, watching the live feed about that, they were talking about, like, the guys on uh, NASA space flight <laughs> were like, yeah, we're not going to cut away because we don't know what's going to happen. We there don't know. Fire. That, yeah, there was a fire, so we, we don't know what's going to happen. Last thing we want to do is be watching a replay, and this thing blows up, and then literally, like within ninety seconds, the thing blows up. The thing blew up, and he's like, "You yeah. see, you see, this is what I was talking about." So here's the the like sad part. I had a thing that I needed to go upstairs to do. I was I was going to play Among Us with my coworkers that mm-hmm. night. And so it landed and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, it landed and it was sitting there and it was burning. And I'm like, okay, but like, I gotta go upstairs. And so I muted the TV and I went up because Laura was watching it too. And like, yeah. so I muted the TV and I went and I went upstairs and she comes up like two minutes later saying, you muted it. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I missed it. I said, missed what? She's like, it blew up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to pause my the, the Among Us group and be like, hang on, guys, hang on. A, a rocket just exploded. I want to see this. And I went back and I went back through their, their live feed and like jumped back a couple uh, minutes until there was a rocket. And then I jumped forward until there wasn't a rocket. And then I jumped back till there was a rocket and I watched. <laughs> and damn, that thing just like, well, th- this is what I can say. SpaceX wanted to launch the rocket multiple times. And they did. <laughs> just like, wow. It, in other okay. news, um, yeah. it looks like they're starting to try to stack the booster in the high bay. Yeah, I thought that they already were. That 11 moved out and, um, oh God, what are they calling it? It's not SN. BN. Is it BN booster number? Yeah, booster number one. Yeah, is is stacked up in high bay. Because it was in mid bay yes. when SN10 was still on the field. That's going to be crazy, man. That's going to be crazy crazy yeah that thing is that thing is tall like it's, half of it half of it is like the same height as <laughs> what we've yeah, seen I, so I'd far say about two-thirds I, I was gonna say it's about half again as big as sn10 as the as the top stage it's not double the size of the top stage right yeah it's it's without the nose cone oh man it almost is twice as big without the nose cone mm-hmm. damn yeah it big that super heavy booster is big. Like part of me is, you know, whatever that first launch is, part of me just wants to just go watch that launch. Whatever that first launch is, that Texas beach is just going to be packed. When when they launch a fully size starship. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, this thing's huge. Uh, okay, so, yep, uh, South Padre. You want to go take, uh, a, take a road trip to southern Texas, Andy? Static fire on call for Monday. A pretty breezy southeast surface winds Tuesday, shifting northeast Wednesday. Pretty much clear air for viewing, nice weather for the remainder of the week. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it looks like, somewhere in that range. Oh, come on, there's no way. No. They're not doing it all within a week and a half, right? I don't know. They already, like I said, if they're going to do a static fire on Monday, th- at that point, you're just basically waiting for the weather. And if it clears up after Wednesday, I mean, yeah. like right literally as we're speaking, what? Uh, uh, B10, <laughs> 1051 is already on the launch pad for 39A. That would be its launch pad 39A just launched a spacex rocket 10 days ago yeah 10 days ago and they've already got the launch pad set up ready to go again with a booster that's flown eight times already 
I mean, These sp- guys are crazy. These guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah, we right? are living. Like, we are living in crazy times right now. The stock market is crazy. Elon Musk is a friggin' supervillain. <laughs> <sighs> Making a giant rocket. To, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Well, should we hit the randoms? Yeah, probably. Since it's almost one here, and I don't want to go too f- much longer because I'm going to lose an hour of sleep anyway. Oh, yeah. It's daylight saving tonight? Tomorrow yes. night. In, Tomorrow in, night, isn't it? No. No, S- tonight? Tonight. In literally in an, hour? in an hour. It jumps forward an hour? Yes. Oh, that's gross. Okay. Okay. We should probably, yeah. Sorry, I was. I, I'm reviewing an app, so I pulled up my phone and I had gotten an email from Western Sports, so had to glance at that for a second. So what I am reviewing is, um, so Dave and I both love Dark Sky, right? Do you, do you remember the app Dark Sky? Andy loves Dark Sky. Dave vaguely remembers Dark Sky as a weather app. Yes. It was the local weather app that said, hey, it's going to rain in 20 minutes. Yeah. Where you're at. Okay. Which then um, Apple bought I, Dark Sky. I used it for my watch. Okay. Um, so Apple bought Dark Sky and shut it down for Android devices. Yeah, because we can't have nice things. Yes. So um, I've been trying to find a replacement. Mm-hmm. And I found... This app called Hyper Local Weather. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually runs uh, off of the Dark Sky API still. So it takes all the Dark Sky information and then <laughs> looks like somebody Repack, tried to make. Just, yeah, just just throws it in a, a pseudo looking, sort of looking like Dark Sky skin, and it's back. Um, it required. I let me look up the uh, pricing. Uh, Three ninety nine for the year for the um, the pro version. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's it's got exactly what I, you know. I've got my widget right here on my homepage telling me, hey, you know, it's clear skies for the next you know four hours, six hours. Nice. Sorry, is it accurate? Um, I have not uh, tested that part of it yet, <laughs> Andy. Well, I haven't had any bad weather to to check to see. I have this new app, and I'd like to review it. I have no idea if it works. I mean, like I said, it's it's powered from the Dark Sky API, so it should, in theory, be good. Because Dark Sky was good, so, you know, um, I'm, I'm not really looking more ahead than the current year because um apple has said they're going to shut down the dark sky api in i think october this year if i remember correctly so the the this app developer has been like yeah we're currently using dark sky um if anybody's got any other apis for that you want us to look at please let me know so he's trying he's trying to find another way but who knows if he's actually gonna find something before October mm-hmm. hits. But for the time being, you know, if you're on Android and you're looking for, you know, your dark sky fix, this is the closest that you can get to. And it was called Hyper Local... Hyper Local Weather. Hyper Local Weather. Dark sky powered by. Yep. So yeah, it's got the... Uh, the radar, the you know, the weather, precipitation. We'll give it a try. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, there is a you know there is a free version with the ads. It doesn't you know it's got you know things that aren't available. Um, but you know it's one of those things where it's where the heck is the settings menu in this thing? Oh, there it is. Okay, I got to tap over there. All right. 
Yeah, premium version, one year, three ninety nine. dollars uh, Radar forecast for the next hour. Next hour rain widget will be updatable manually. No more ads. Severe weather notifications will be pushed for your active location. Uh, widget refresh interval settings. Uh, less caching mechanism. So, you know got you know better options on there but it's kind of what i'm looking for because last thing i want to do is you know be out at a transmitter site and get caught out in the rain if the thing goes off hey it's gonna rain in 20 minutes here i'm be like okay i'm packing up then so that's that's my it's it's the best that i could find yeah for weather apps yes people have talked to me about accuweather but as a radio broadcaster i hate accuweather with a passion why it's a long story I don't want to get into because it's already after one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you do need to go to bed. <laughs> like I said, I have less than an hour before I lose another hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's basically already 2.05 in the morning. Yes, pretty much. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Random review. Nope. Random topic. There you go. Thank you. Sorry, I was typing in the random review into the uh, yep, yep, into our yep. thing. Random um, topic. Random topic rolled ahead of time. How is your life different today than what you expected it would be at this point coming out of high school? I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you saw that one coming, did you, Dave? Nope, not really. My job is very different now than anything I expected in high school. Like, very, very different. Let's see. Going out of high school, I was looking at technology education. So I kind of wanted to be Mr. Leslie. And then I looked at all the stuff that I had to do. To be a teacher. To be a teacher. And then I tried doing some substitute teaching while I was out here. Uh, yeah. Dark times. Mm-hmm. And I quickly dropped that. <laughs> yep. I got a job at WEMU. And then we went down that whole path. But yeah, no, I originally thought I was going to be a teacher. And definitely not a teacher. I I don't even remember what I thought I was going to do coming out of high school. Like, did I know I wanted to be a teacher? Because I, I did stuff at WCC for, like, photography. But even that came, like, after a little bit at WCC. Like, I didn't start taking photography right away. I, I kind of fell into it. I'm still with Kate, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that that was good. I, I definitely don't think I, I thought that I would be in education in a private institution. Yeah, no, I... I going out... Of, you know, it was, it was kind of funny, because I had thought about radio and everything back in elementary school. Cause remember, there was a presentation we had to do in fifth grade about what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I... That's a terrible thing to ask a fifth grader. I know. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I've... Fuck if I know what's what are the options? I think that was part of the reason for doing it was just to see what the options were. Um, but I, I based my thing off of being J.P. McCarthy. Who is J.P. McCarthy? J.P. McCarthy was a famed radio host for WJR for decades. Okay, Andy, I think you need to go to bed. Why? Just because it's super late, <laughs> and because you're just kind of talking, rambling. I mean, that's part of this podcast. It's just. That, that is the majority of this podcast. We just get on a horse and we roam. Is that the expression? I don't know. We get on a horse and roam? I feel like that should be an expression. I don't think it is, and I don't think it should be. <laughs>
I don't. You and I are not the kind of people who roam on horses, Andy. Yeah, no, I don't. I, there's not really many people around nowadays who roam on horses. Not in like this part of the country. No, no, they they don't. But yeah, no. Thinking back in high school, yeah, no, I wanted to be teacher. That that did not work. So yeah, that that was a very quick pivot on that one. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just the one thing uh, you know that's the different than what I expected it to be back then. So I guess that's your answer right there. So yes, yes. Now I should actually go to bed because I think we have exhausted this I'm random topic. Or sleep. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well then, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>